This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 8. It says, And God is able to make all grace abound that's abounding grace towards you. There's a grace that abounds, a grace that when it comes in that dimension over you, it says towards you that you always, not sometimes, always having all sufficiency in some things. In what? In some things. In many things. In all things. So there's a grace. And that is the grace that we've been talking about. A grace that will cause you to abound. That will cause God's grace to abound towards you. That you will. That you will abound. That having no sufficiency in all things. It says, may abound unto every good work. Do you know what good work is? Good testimonies. Good work. You see it, you know, you see the action. I'm trusting God in the precious name of Jesus Christ that your life, your entire life and destiny will be a reservoir of testimonies. Yeah. If you believe God and say it, very big amen to that. Yeah. And if you check that, you will see that this blessing making God to pour his grace over you that grace that abounds towards you so that you having all sufficiency it means that you will not lack you won't lack money you won't lack friends, good friends you will lack no favor you will lack no promotion you will lack no good husband. You will lack no good wife. You will lack no good business. You will lack no nothing. Not only that, also some dimensions of the spirit. You lack no peace. You lack no tranquility. You lack no comfort. You lack no anointing. You lack no deliverances. This is what an abounding grace can do. But see how it is provoked. Still what we are talking about when it comes to sowing. I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6. It says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He who soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, no, nor of necessity, by force, under pressure, no. For God loveth a cheerful giver. So God does not love 
a non-cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. I see God, you know, attending to you in a loving way. Maybe you don't understand that. One of the prayers that David prayed when he missed it, he also spoke about sacrifices, which are going to be unbundling again, you know. Uh, other, you know, other opportunities, other services. Just have mercy, O God, upon me according to thy loving kindness. Not just kindness, loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Tender, loving care. Tender. You can see what it goes again to say. So it says, verse 8, if you do this, then you provoke this. What is the pro- what are you going to provoke? What is it that you elicit? What is it that you go and you know touch so that something can come out? Because it's like the Newton's third law of motion. Action and reaction they are equal and opposite. When you do something, something comes out. What is it that you do to provoke this? It's in your sowing, it's in your giving. Then listen, verse 8 says what? Say, God over the shepherd giver, and this is what God is going to do. And God is able, God has the ability to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, and as I believe at all times, it covers you completely, that you might abound unto every good work. Begins to see testimonies just coming out by this. I pray in the precious name of Jesus that you will be sufficient in all things. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. And this is what you can provoke and change. You can change your season. You can command a turnaround by the power of sacrifice. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, who is Zion? It is you he's talking about. It says, for we, the book of Hebrews, for we are come unto man to Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an American company of angels, to the church of the firstborn, and general assembly registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, and the spirit of just men made perfect to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. He's talking about the kingdom of God. For everyone who is born again, you have been translated from the powers of darkness into this kingdom. You are come unto Mount Zion where there are companies of angels without numbers. The blood of sprinkling speaking for you. The spirit of just men made perfect Elijah, Elisha you think they are gone forever? no, they are within us that's what he's saying there. you cannot see them but they are spirits made perfect to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant 
and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel is the blood of man that speaks revenge, that speaks affliction, that speaks recompense, revenge, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You've killed so you must die. But the blood of Jesus Christ it speaks better things than the blood of man. It speaks redemption. It speaks salvation. It speaks reconciliation. It speaks recovery. It speaks comfort. It speaks abundance. Isn't it wonderful to be a child of God? Oh, put your hands again together and thank you. Wonderful. 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 This is what you lack if you are not born again. If you don't know him, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are in the kingdom. The kingdom of God has come, and we are in it. Never be afraid. You have angels without numbers guarding you. Praise the name of the Lord. So, your sowing can do many things. So, that, that's Zion. So, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we are like them that dreamed. Then our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. Then said he among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them, I know. Yes, the Lord has done great things for us when we are glad. Turn around our captivity again like the streams in the south. So when the Lord turns around your captivity or does something, when it's a turnaround blessing and God can do it again, many of us have experienced it. But I tell you what, that level has now become obsolete. God wants to put you to something new. I, the Lord, will do a new thing. He wants to give someone a turnaround. Even if you had it last year or last week, he's saying, I want to do something new again. Amen. Hallelujah. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So turn around the captivity again like the streams in the south. Those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth Bearing precious seed to plant shall doubtless come back again with rejoicing, bringing in the harvest, the sheaves with him. Hallelujah. So, the place of sowing, the place of sacrifice is the place of increase. The place of sacrifice is the place of sufficiency. He who soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He who soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according to what he has purpose, and God, this because God, hallelujah, is able to make all grace poured upon you that you have no sufficiency in all things at all times, but abound. Abounding means many, abundance. Unto good testimonies everywhere, everywhere. That is the kind of state I want to be. Hallelujah. By the power of your sacrifice, when God is calling you, to sacrifice, God is calling you to abundance. The place of sacrifice is the place of increase. The place of sacrifice is the place of betterment. The place of sacrifice is the place surplus. The place of sacrifice is the place of excess. The place of sacrifice is the place of achievement. The place of sacrifice is the place of promotion. The place of sacrifice is the place of fruitfulness. I tell you what, sacrifice will break the power of stagnation. Staffica, it will break the power of impediment. Listen, no demon can start again sacrifice. None. 
Because by the time God is responding, and God is bound to respond, because God Almighty cherishes his world, he exalts his world more than his name. Your God is a God of principle. It's a God of principle. It's a God of principle. God is not a respecter of persons, but of principle. If you are young or old or poor or light, dark, doesn't matter. Once you can engage God's principle, it will work for you. To work for you. Because you respect, you will respond accordingly. The power of sacrifice. Now, and also, please, can you please open up the Bible for me? Many of us have prayed that prayer, but we don't even know how that prayer came to be. We don't know how it came to be. Hallelujah. How many of us know that popular verse? Right? Philippians 419. How many of us can say it? God what? God will do what? Can we have it on the screen? God will do what? But my God shall what? Supply all your what? According to his... Now listen very carefully. He said, but God shall supply all Also that we said, but. Because there is something before this. It was something they did, which I'm going to see right now. Also the power of sacrifice that provoked this dimension of God. Say, but my God shall supply all your need. All your need. All your sum. If you, if you need a husband, if you need a wife, if you need a house, if you need a fresh anointing, if you need fresh power, if your ministry will work, All your need. You have a need. All your needs can be met. It says, not according to Nigeria's economy. Not according to the exchange rate. It's not according to the exchange rate. That is not the measure of God. But according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. What Christ has done. It says, so you, knowing the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ... Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Isn't that grace? Do you know what it means? I feel, I feel, do you, you know this, this, this thing that children play with, right? What's it called? Seesaw. Huh? Seesaw. No, it's not jigsaw. Jigsaw is what? Seesaw. Well, you know, we, we swing. Our own status. When we were growing up, we didn't go to Ajibota school like my wife. So we did not know. Is it seesaw? Seesaw. Okay. We knew, we know only Lilo. You know Lilo? Lilo, Lilo, Lilo. Not seesaw. You people with toys, we will use tires. And because we're so mean and catapult to shoot lizards. What wickedness. Poverty can bring wickedness, you know. You know, poverty can make you as if you're a witch. I never knew. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not joking. The first time I went to my, my village, 
I was so excited. My father said, we're going to the village. We're so excited. Yes, we're going to the village. Well, we didn't grow up there. Someone went to the village. <laughs> you know, we grew up, everything was okay. We was living in GRA. Daddy was working in the bank as an SMP, you know. First bank and all that. Mommy was working UAC, top management. Stayed in GRA. You have to drive around. So everything was just okay. When they took me to the village, and I saw my cousins, I couldn't believe. Platinum. I said, "Is that my said that's your cousin? Really?" I said, "Nigeria is. We need to pray for Nigeria." So we're suspecting that if they are witches, they're not. It's poverty that has made them like that. Nothing is wrong with them. In fact, these days, if you even have more people giving their lives to Christ in the village. So even before, your excuse was that they are doing it from the village. No more from the village. Yo. That's just a joke. So, now, you, knowing the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, you, you were poor, so come down. No, no, just, just stop down. I'm going to come up very soon. Hmm? This is Jesus here. Now, this is grace. Caesar is there. Jesus is here. Big. You. Knowing the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. Yet for your sake he became poor. Come up. So that you through his poverty might become rich. That's what it means. So this is what Jesus did for you. He became poor so that you. By his poverty, you become rich, and that is grace. You can go and sit down. Took him up. So, see what it says here. So, he will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches by Christ Jesus. Now, unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. But what was it that actually provoked this kind of blessing? Let's see what Paul calls it. The same place, Philippians chapter 4, but now from 18. Because sometimes we are praying it when we are supposed to be doing it. Tell somebody what you're supposed to do. Don't pray. Just do it. Put it on the screen again from verse 18 now. And let's see what, why, why the Philippians were blessed by this. It says, see what Paul was saying. See what he did to Paul. He says, but I have all and abound. I have all and also abound. I don't lack anything. He says, I'm full. Having received of Epaphroditus, they sent this man called Epaphroditus. Man, that same man who was sick one time and that God helped him, you know, he became healed. He says, having received, I received something from Epaphroditus. The things which are sent from you. They sent material, they sent money, they sold. It says, an odor, it calls it an odor of sweet smell. Right? It says, a sacrifice acceptable. Have you seen it? Huh? A what? Now, it's an odor of sweet because these people gave themselves first before they gave their offerings or before they gave their, or before they gave sacrificially. So, an odor of sweet smell he said, a sacrifice acceptable. He says, well pleasing to God. So, but, that was how the but came in. It was because they did this 
and gave a sacrifice. So they provoked, but my God shall supply all your needs according to the riches of his glories in Christ Jesus. The same way to itself, where we have read before now, he who gives sparingly sacrifice, seed, sown, also reaps sparingly. He who gives bountifully, also reaps bountifully. Everyone, according to what he has proposed, now, let him give. He says, and therefore, but God shall make all grace abound towards you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things, might abound unto every good work. So, the place of sacrifice is the place of sufficiency. Thank you, King of Glory. Hallelujah. So, something happened. We were sharing from the book of Corinthians. And what happened to the Macedonian Christians. And understanding what is this grace. How do you understand it? What is this grace? May I send to someone here, please? You will reap what Jesus has sown for you. Someone doesn't understand. I say you don't understand. I say you don't understand. Before I drop the microphone, as we continue, please, if you are here this morning and not born again, you don't know Jesus, I would like to pray with you. And then I say a couple of things and then we proceed to the service and the service closes. Praise the Lord. So if you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus, wherever you are, don't lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. See, this morning I say, I want to know Jesus. I want to engage this kind of grace. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. I'd like to pray with you very quickly. I want to pray with you very quickly. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you. Anyone upstairs in the gallery, lift up your hands. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Please give him a card very quickly. Lift up your hands. Thank you, thank you. Very quickly, quickly, just lift up your hands. I'd like to pray with you. And Lord, I thank you and I bless you. I appreciate you, God, even for this life. See, Lord, I come and ask him. I say, Jesus, come into my life. I believe, you done, I believe that you are the one that died on the third day. You rose my justification. I receive you as my Lord. Forgive me all my sins. Have mercy upon me. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, King of Glory. I appreciate you, God, for all things in Jesus' mighty name. So, Paul was speaking to the Corinthians, Christians, you know, believers in Corinth. He says that I was comparing, he was telling them his experience with the Christians in Macedonia on how they gave in spite of their abject poverty, in spite of their affliction, in spite of their state. Then he goes again and tells them, he said, you also, you can abound in this kind of grace. Yes, you can. He says, go. He said, he knows that when it comes to faith, you are strong. When it comes to confession of the word, of utterances. In fact, we have very powerful speakers and teachers. When it comes to knowledge, when it comes to all diligence, you are okay. You keep yourself well. When it comes to holiness, fantastic. When it comes to living righteousness, you are good. When it comes to love for us, you are okay. You can put it on the screen where I'm saying it. When it comes to love for us, you are okay. But there's something that is missing in the place of sacrifice. So you say, go and abound in this grace also. And then you see it turn around in your life and your life will never be the same again. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087 00004. 
or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthronum.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.